Welcome to the Poma Podcast. This is going to be on wonder. Um, the topic that I want to get into in this talk is about the state we kind of attribute to being only in the the childhood, right? When you get that wide-eyed uh, appreciation for things and you can see that that clear, you know, almost gasping and uh, and sighing and, and uh, clear surprise uh, but not um, not just dumbfoundedness right so the curiosity that is a um, pushing force that causes us to go wow and then is usually followed up by some kind of question like hey what is that how does that work you know um, curiosity it inspires that that's the kind of wonder that I, I'm going to be talking about and framing this conversation around. So if one of the challenges of doing these talks is the nature of the language that we use and the meaning of the words and how it can have different meaning for people. So I think it's important to contextualize that the wonder that I'm talking about is that sense of appreciation that, that drives us forward. And uh, the value of having that in the adult life is um, minimized. I don't think we really appreciate the amount of loss that we experience when it doesn't happen for us anymore. Uh, because moments of wonder uh, take on uh, an epicness in our lives. And they should to some degree because it's inspiring wonder, but the lack of frequency is circumstantial. Wonder is available all around us regularly, and that's one of the things that I wanted to to frame this talk around is not just what it is and why it's important, but a bit of tool to help get back some of it. Um, I tend to refer to it when people ask me like how i I keep a certain type of perspective or a sense of openness at new things. And I just say, I keep a five-year-old alive and well inside me, right? And as that's a simple enough explanation to kind of say, it's that sense of wonder. That's that's what that five-year-old represents. And it's, um, it's not true. It's certainly a more evolved skill um, and an appreciation. So when we looked at the origin of things, that sense of wonder is also one of the things that's drive, driven us towards success. And we tend to rely on our artistic community or um, maybe our philosophical community or you know various segments to provide us that sense of wonder once we become adults, right? It's, it's uh, you know, a harsh and, and toiling world that we're engaged in and it regularly requires us to engage in you know, hardship and, and things that make it really hard to hold on to wonder in the modern world. And holding on to it isn't necessarily something I'm going to be able to offer too many suggestions to. Um, it is a fleeting experience and thing, but making it accessible again and taking the moments to allow it to occur is the technique. That I want to get it, get into. So, you know, if 
you have access to anything remotely nature-like, be it a small flower garden, um, if, you know, it's only interior things, if, if for a highly urban environment, but any just like a tree, couple of plants, whatever. Um, there is an ability to just kind of, there's an alienness to almost all other forms of life other than ourselves. And because we can capture and appreciate that, if we just pause and relax and um, gather an instant to wonder about that thing. And the trick is allowing that drift of the mind to be inspired again. We're, you know, we tend to subject ourselves upon our surroundings. Wonder requires you to kind of back off a little bit with the self and you kind of just appreciate what is going on in whatever the environment is. And you can appreciate it without having to interact with it. Um, you may want to, like, often our tactile um, connection to things can build stronger bonds. So, like, hey, there's a reason we call it tree hugging, you know, or, um, when referring to those who are overly enthusiastic in their environmental um, causes. So, you know, the the language follows the behavior. And the sense of wonder is valuable in that um, we can use that as a motivation for like it, it's positive energy when you're talking about um, how the neurochemistry all works and they have like wonder you know those are those happy endorphins quite often and uh, you know the you know, sparks of neural activity so like if, if you want to MRI this stuff out the experiences of wonder are kind of interesting too but um, if you wanted to stick more towards touchy-feely stuff it makes you feel better having the sense of wonder and it improves the ability to trust a little bit because in wonder you get to recapture an understanding that the everything around us isn't necessarily against us it's just you know passive and there and it, it's in its own way right so it applies to people too um the, the sense of wonder does tend to drift towards a bit of dumbfoundedness in the present culture of our humanity um, certainly the scratching of the head that motivates and causes the creativity um, for me these days is based on the absurdity of much of our national politics and uh, and international relations as a whole and it's just it's bewildering to some degrees that kind of wonder is like confusion right more than it's wonder but i can have wonder at the complexity of the international dialogue and the fact that you know what for a couple of hundred years we've been trying out this model of just talking with each other and trading with each other and communicating and you know intercultural reactions and for the most part if you consider all of the total alternatives we've done okay 
even though we're backsliding a little bit now in international relations. I think it's possible for us to just kind of get together around some kind of utilitarian guarantee of common principles of like, hey, let's not kill and murder each other um, and allow some self-determinations here and there and and go back to town and enter trade. But uh, it's looking a little dicey. So having a sense of wonder in one's life um, is, is a rewarding component as well because it reminds us of you know the value of the things around us it reminds us of the uh, capacities of things around us and both how important and meaningless we are in any given moment and you know it it can the beauty of the wonder is that it's that open door and, and for that brief you know positive instant you tend to have an optimistic forward-thinking view of things either for the preservation of the nature of the wonder that you're experiencing or for some kind of you know actualized change how many people um, you know people say it all the time they go and they do some fantastic thing or they see a fantastic sight you know like the, there's a reason people go to these great extremes and then they, they talk about them as life-changing experiences because it's that embrace of wonder from the experience that you know kicks off this this sense of, of of new adventure or this new path they're going on and harnessing it as a more practical tool in our day-to-day -day life is a really good way to fight against that grind because most of us are not going to be able to go and have that extreme experience so finding the wonder in like there should the a grocery store in and of itself like regardless of where it is that is a sense of wonder the amount of different life and logistic challenges of getting those things there um, that is a impressive feat and we think of it very, very benign. It's just kind of there. It's part of the errands of a day. It may be an inconvenience because of the way people are, you know, moving their carts around and making you frustrated or having unattended minors uh, roaming around or, or whatever might be, you know, um, having a negative impact on your experience generally. But your surroundings and our surroundings in the modern world and our surroundings in the natural world are filled with wonder. That doesn't have to disappear because we're busy and we have obligations and we have work to do. Uh, this isn't a suggestion you can daydream all your life. Um, that's, again, back to more distractions and that may not necessarily be a helpful way to approach things. That's inactive, right? Uh, the sense of wonder provides, you know, a actualized belief. And I mean, the main reason I'm doing some of this is a sense of wonder about whether or not a rational voice or discourse injected into a stream of insanity can possibly have any impact at all. And the capacities underlying our human nature that I get that if we could agree on a common little Maslow's um, 
compact or, or agreement that you know just like some food not being shot at and trying and killed and and a little bit of you know safety from the elements will pretty much turn almost everybody into good citizens you know like that's all it really really takes it's just a bit of uh, you know safety and the ability to have some kind of capacity and we have this design of we must design our society around the exceptional negative circumstances oh we can't have good things because little billy is going to break them right because we are always designing our systems on the tantrum child that's going to destroy everything and a sense of wonder says well you know what even if billy's going to break that well then billy just breaks his own thing why does that mean the rest of us can't have it right and billy's probably going to screw up whatever he's near so why use and I'm sorry for all the poor Billies. Like, I'll just pull names and references out of my head, and whatever. But uh, this, you know, this idea that we're going to completely remove and prevent our forward motion as a society because we're relying on the worst segment of our society to be the worst segment of our society. It's always going to do that. It always has. It always will. So why let it get in the way? We can understand it. We can plan for it. We can account for it. And you assign it. I mean, stores do it. We do it in all commercial exchange. We have a certain write-off for theft and destruction because we just know it's part of doing business. It's not great, but you can equate for it. You can account for it. We just don't apply that same kind of thinking in our regular designing because our sense of, you know, we're trap we're losing that sense of wonder that allows the optimistic view and you know we've shifted you know governments are actually supposed to be places of wonder and instead it's shifted towards this idea of we'll try not to bother you or really do anything but whatever we'll do we're going to do poorly and that's that's not helpful for any of us really we need governments to be inspired and we need the leaders who are having the responsibility for the most challenging problems that our world is facing to face those with some sense of positive outcome or at least put like at least put a plan on paper to where you think you'd like it to go implementable or not you should be always charting the inspirational vision for your countries and you know the sad part is it's the most dangerous people who are the ones who are charting that course by you know embracing that charismatic charismatic nationalism and passion because they have this sense of wonder towards something it's just it's a horrible something for most for, for most people it's great for them but it doesn't really work out for the, the vast majority of people and they're selling a you know, it's, it's the whole snake oil thing. Um, but that sense of wonder, you know, when you can capture it, you can utilize that force to change the nature of our body politic. You can use that, that force and that nature to um, better appreciate the value of not undermining um, the inspirations of your children. And sure, they may be fleeting, 
and they may not necessarily pan out, but you don't need to like step on them and crush them just because you think they're impractical in the moment. It's like, okay, you know what, they'll probably get there, and you know, there's plenty of forces out there to crush people's dreams, but the value of wonder and the, uh, the usefulness to us, if we talk about it or think about it if you need to in biological terms those are you know you want the neurons to be firing because you want people to have attention to something that engagement will get more and more endorphins going you engage with it again and then you have it. it's a cycle right once you have biological cycles and you start conditioning your body for them, you're going to start being able to better predict them, better evoke them, and the body's going to be able to, you know, function with them and, you know, utilize them better. And, you know, in general health, lower levels of stress, the, the ability to manage stress, you know, those kinds of real payoffs can come with having an appreciable sense of wonder. It's, you know, you don't naturally think oh, those things are going to be tied together, and I really need to ensure that my sense of wonder is intact. Uh, but that's kind of way, like, that's almost the way it has to be framed to be appreciated for its value in the modern world, especially because our... Uh, the, the, the popular culture need to express this kind of weird fictional better life that we're not you know actually experiencing having a sense of wonder in face of that like hey, it's the appreciation that almost everybody there is lying right where of course we're presenting a better fictional self so because why are people like it takes a pretty brave individual to be like oh here's my like squalor and self-pity and and that isn't necessary that, like that's a natural state where we also exist as well but the moments of wonder and having that that's what keeps us from entering that dark spiral right that's also the other value you know talk about it in terms of national security having citizenry with a positive sense of wonder and a clear value towards inspiration helps people stop being like um lone uh, isolated people who have nothing to live for, right? Because if you have a sense of wonder, you have everything to live for because any experience down the road can possibly be life-changing and can be inspiring and can fill you with a brand new perspective on your existence. That's the value of wonder is that once you recapture it again, even if it's years in between engagements with any true sense of it, the fact that it can occur and that you've had it once, you know, it's the old better to have loved the, uh, and lost the never at all kind of quote thing. You have the experience of it. That experience, even if it's just once, can be sustaining, right? It's hard to hold on to the stuff that we got from that sense of wonder and youth because we forget almost all of those pre and early times and our structures are very much about um, teaching conformity and rule sets, and that is important for socialization and for, you know, um, being able to survive in uh, the infrastructure of our civilization in the modern world. But at the same time, we tend to um, feel it's necessary to squeeze out the, those behaviors that 
may be seen as an authoritarian, um, as a negative, uh, when you're trying to, to, to police and, and guide people in a specific path, having them being all like filled with wonder and curious and, and taking things towards abstract directions is not super helpful um, and not easy to address, right? Is you know, uh, but, and it's a dangerous mirror too. Like um, it can be very difficult for a lot of people to look into the face of wonder because it reveals uh, an almost innocence. And when you've lost that, it can be, you know, heart-wrenching and you don't want to look upon it anymore. So, you know, that's, that's the other danger that we have from that sense of loss of it is that as, you know, as we're adults and as we move towards crankier stages of our life, um, you want to still have um, that sense of wonder and, uh, and appreciation of the times in which you experienced wonder to know and to still empathize with youth and its, you know, silly explorations or passions. And you want to um, build the toolbox that allows you to enjoy that sense of wonder so that when you are having a vacation, you actually get to enjoy it and appreciate it. I mean, time is becoming a rare commodity for a lot of people. So having the ability to utilize the time that in theory we've allotted in our weird scheduled lives for enjoyment and relaxation, that you actually uh, have the tool set to let wonder be embraced back into your life. As a practical skill um, and exercise from an improv um, training, I find to be somewhat useful. And it's just to take any standard object you've got, you know, like it can be a cup, it could be um, a nail file or whatever else, like it just doesn't really matter, phone. Um, the objective is that you have to imagine and provide, you know, scenarios and uses for the object for it being used as anything other than what it actually is, right? So uh, it, it, that can be a good exercise and game to open up a sense of wonder because the rules of that game and the construct and an instruction, right, uh, actually provide a guidance towards taking an abstract approach and a sense of wonder in order to examine some ideas that are unconventional around something that is completely conventional. You know, and usually the more well-established the object's function is, you know, a fork, uh, you know, a cup, daily Im implements that we're used to and, and are almost fade uh, immediately into our backdrop work the best for this exercise, as do completely absurd items that we, no one in their life, unless they're a specialist who uses that item, can, you know, tell you what they're for. And those are also kind of good because almost everybody has to make it up because nobody really can, has a baseline to work on. It's just like, okay, that's a strangely shaped thingamajig. Um, so, but that kind of an exercise and not, I mean, you can do that kind of stuff on your own. You don't necessarily have to uh, invite the spectacle of some weird team building exercise invoked by an employer that's delivered poorly. Um, you can use this kind of a tool as just sort of a, okay, hey, 
I have this flashlight, you know, what are nine other, if, if I knew nothing about flashlights or flashlights didn't exist, what would I think this thing could be used for? You know, and that, that's the kind of um, open-mindedness that wonder evokes and the value in it. And it, that process, our minds going through it and engaging in that kind of creativity and usually you know, by encasing it in a silly game, you get that endorphin payoff for the, the creativity building. That's why, you know, the structure of that kind of works in opening the door, because you want you want it to be the positive reward. You don't want your sense of wonder to always lead you towards like shock and dismay at the collage. I mean, you can also like, you don't want to develop a complex because you decided to wonder at the sheer complexity of the stars and suddenly now you're like developed a complex uh, around the sheer enormity of the universe right and and where it might end you know that, that that's a possibility from wonder uh, you know yeah that's you gotta learn to pull yourself back before getting to those kinds of extremes to obsess about what you uncover in wonder that's that's never the goal it's not to um reveal things to that kind of you know it's not about we're we our wonder isn't to be tied towards our fetishizations or our anxieties it's meant to be the tool to open us up to you know more positive possibilities but like everything there are downsides and i'm not going to suggest that if you can undertake a, a more creative approach to things in your life that it won't necessarily lead to a more creative approach and towards, you know, negative behaviors and ways to uh, engage in those if, if there are also prominent in your life. But it overall should still provide better value. And using little techniques and little games like that to open oneself to wonder, it, uh, it's a way to kind of cheat our adult selves and allow us to um, get back because you, we, we sort of stuck creativity in a box so we're allowed to touch it again you know that kind of like weird adult rule making thing that we do like i can't do that thing i'm an adult now. you know because um, there are definitely things and a mentality where you know certain aspects of childhood we are supposed to give up once we're adults because you know we live in the real world now and you know you have to you can't rely on this idyllic or uh, ill-contrived sense of things. But that doesn't mean that there aren't skill sets and appreciations that we have in that uh, more youthful state that aren't worth retaining while we're um, moving our path forward as adults in life. And especially late in life when you know when you're looking back or when you're thinking of your senses of accomplishments or you're thinking of how to to fill more quiet days when you're not able to maybe physically achieve the kinds of things that you used to achieve that's the beautiful thing about wonder is that it requires very little um, physical activity as long as there's a couple of marbles still going on that capacity to get there is still good and it can improve quality of life and you know the um uh, the sense of appreciation of the cycles of life and all those kinds of things so um it's not a placebo um to just serve in spite of our reality and i'm again no, 
This is not a suggestion of adopting some kind of self-delusion. There's instead a real value in having the skill set that develops, you know, the biology and conditions the body towards those stimuli. Because we run on the, the wonder is a form of fuel for our bodies, right? And that our minds and our, you know, our spirit and whatever you want to call it will thrive uh, in that model and will allow us to experience things more truly. And if, you know, like, if you've embraced that sense of wonder, one of the other, like, during a, um, during group, it can be a social thing too, like a wine tasting group, you know, really just let it roll around and, and not worry about the statements or how good you sound with everybody, but just like really taste it and, and get like pop, 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 pop. You've got like an actual catalyst for in, endorphins and for a positive experience and, a, and an opening right there. Or, um, you know, group sport and achievement, you know, celebrating each other. You know, there's hundreds of ways you can employ um, and put wonder back into your life in a tactical and practical way, right? We tend to think of these things as super pie in the sky and, you know, oh, well, that's just the ideal of dreamers and those like weird hippie people that have that kind of, um, that kind of thing in their life. And some of them might have that in their life. I don't know. But the tool set, you know, that's just as good for some, like, quiet-minded, normal, like, under-the-radar, and some, like, super A-type forward-charging, like, it, mentality is not important towards enjoying wonder. So I hope that you can find a little bit more of it that you can find value for it and at least not undermine it if you see it in others and that it, you may appreciate it on a slightly better practical level and understanding that there are, you know, real and tangible things to this more intangible concept that we've attributed from a behavioral component uh, typically ascribed only towards our youth. So, um, if you wonder at all how you could help or support these initiatives, um, please join at uh, GoFundMe.com, Better Policies for Better World, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.